Welcome to the Bread and Circuses Podcast, brought to you by Digital Pizza, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy this shit show. Okay, my moment of silence is over. No, oh, I was getting nervous. It's like, what's going on here? Why are you shushing me? Uh, yeah. So, Crow signaled me to start talking. I'm like, no, I'm not done with my moment of silence. Uh, for Abu Bakar al Baghdadi. Oh, an austere, austere that, um, religious leader. Yes. Father of three. Yes. Or father of many, probably, but but killer of three of his children. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. He blew him up. Yeah. Boom. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Watch. So, was it Washington Times ran a headline after Baghdadi was killed, and the headline was "Austere religious leader what forty something dies or dies at forty three or something like that, right?" Yeah. It's like dies at forty three, like as if he like you know died peacefully in his sleep or you know after delivering a speech to a you know to a um, Nobel committee or something, <laughs> something along those lines. It's like austere religious leader dies at 43 father of three or something like that. I mean, my God. And you see my, you see, uh, other jokes based on that now because people are like, that is ridiculous. So you see joke, um, headlines coming out and you're like, is you second guess it? You're like, is that a real headline or is that a joke headline? Because, the Washington Post headline is so fucking ridiculous. It's a Babylon B um, um, headline, or what's the other? Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying Babylon B is not true? Yes, I'm saying that they're a satire site. No, saying ain't so. Blatantly satire that no. always gets fact checked. By the way, uh, by what is it, Snopes and all those fact check websites? They're always fact checking Babylon B. It's like Babylon B is a joke website. No, no, it's not. <laughs> Because I have a serious article here oh. that happens to be from the Babylon Bee. Oh, you All right. don't say. New York, New York. In an inspiring story, this is sent by a listener, uh, from the World Professional Cycling, a motorcyclist who identifies as a bicyclist has crushed all the regular cyclists, setting an unbelievable world record. In a local qualifying race for the World Road Cycling League, the motorist, the motorcyclist crushed the previous 100-mile record of 3 hours, 13 minutes, with his amazing new record of well under an hour. Professional motorcycle racer Judd E. Banner, the brave trans vehicle rider. <laughs> I like it. Oh, sorry. I'm not supposed to laugh. That's serious. Yeah. I mean, why do you have to be such a hater? Yeah, was allowed truth. to race after he told organizers that he always felt like a bicyclist in a motorcyclist body. Quote, look, my ride has handlebars, two wheels, and a seat. Unquote. He told the reporters as he accepted a trophy for his incredible time trial. Just because I've got a little extra hardware, such as a, uh, I'm going to screw this up, 1100 uh, 1, CC flat twin engine with 110 horsepower doesn't mean I have any kind of inherent advantage here. Banner also said he painted the word Huffy on the side of his bike. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not supposed to laugh at that. Ensuring he has no advantage over other bikes that came out of the factory as bicycles. Some critics say he needs to cut off his motor in order to make the competition fairer. Uh -uh. But he quickly called these people bigots, and they were immediately banned from professional nice. cycle racing. Yeah, as it should be. Well, did he say that, no, this is my truth? No, he didn't. Well, he should have. That's true. He should have said that. That would truth. just give him the uh, basically carte blanche to uh, do whatever he's, he wants. Well, I mean, I don't see why he can't race. Well, yeah, because it's his truth. Yeah. And in, in the, um, in the uh, women's sports world, um, the trans women, who are women, by the way, right? They are women. Yeah. They don't have to uh, chop off their frankenbeans. They just have to not... They just have to be on a regimen of estrogen, right? Well, is it this bicycle's fault that it was born with a motor? <laughs> you keep laughing. This is uh, serious stuff, Dan. Yes. It? it was created with a motor, and uh, 
you know, that's not its fault. It aspires to be something. Yeah. Something more. Yeah. Yeah. And why should that have to eliminate part of its person, part of its identity, just to just to appease these I gotta get that, bicycle, I have bicycles. to get that little um, clown horn honk honk noise for my soundboard. Why? For just for whenever we're talking about clown world bit, uh, shit like we're doing right now. Because this is this is absolutely crazy. I mean, that's not crazy. That sounds aw- I I love it. It makes sense. Yes. But <laughs> we're extrapolating based on all the trans women, quote unquote, that are infiltrating all the cisgendered women sports, which is a beautiful thing. Stunning and brave. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't help but laugh. I'm done. I'm done pretending. Pretending what? That I'm Oh, you say board. these people are pretending now? Is that what you're doing? Yes. Yes, that's what <sighs> I'm doing. I can't even look at you. Yeah. You know what I think we should do, though? We need, And I'm serious about this. We need to start a hashtag campaign. I, I mentioned this before, but I actually have a name for it now. We need to start a hashtag campaign to let transitioning men, in other words, men transitioning to their true selves, women, uh, try out for the U.S. women's soccer team. You know, because right now we do not have our best female athletes playing. We need... You know, because we're excluding trans people. Yeah, we, we need record breakers in there. Yes, we do. We need some. We need some motorcyclists. <laughs> so any oh. soccer player out there who decides that, uh, you know, like maybe they tried out for the men's team and didn't make it, and because of that, they feel like they're more suited for the women's team, and therefore identify as uh, female soccer players, they should be allowed to try out for that team. And I've got a hashtag for it. You ready? Okay. Hashtag let they play nice it's not them it's they let they play because we're using the inclusive pronouns here can we put yo at the end of that no oh well that, it might be urban you could and i think let uh, they play yo i think the megan rapinos and the alex morgans of the world will be fully, i deserve this they will be fully in support of I this. Deserve this fully in support of it you know yeah so i think i think any man who plays uh soccer and feels that you know he's he really is a woman trapped in a man's body and therefore identifies as a female soccer player and feels like she should now try out for the women's soccer team. Hashtag let they play. Let they play. I like it. See? Let's do it. We're being inclusive here. Everybody, everybody listening, uh, put that hashtag on every uh, every tweet you put out since we don't, we don't tweet. We don't Twitter. Well, because if I did, it would just be hateful, right? Yeah. But so. put let they play. Hashtag let they play. Exactly. All right. Got another one here. All right. Same, uh, same listener, friend of mine who sent us a lot of stuff. We've mentioned something like this before, but this is actually a Yale study that's been done now. And this is an opinion piece in, where is it here? USA Today. Okay. Hispanic Americans face penalty, or plenty, sorry, plenty of challenges as it is the last thing we need are english-speaking progressives woke explaining how to speak spanish woke explaining when yale professor cindy c-y-d-n-e-y learn to spell cindy thanks dupree and her colleague analyzed more than two decades worth of political speeches and conducted experiments searching for bias when communicating with racial minorities they were surprised by what they discovered according to their report published this year in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology. I guess we got a journal for everything. Conservatives generally addressed whites and minorities similarly. But liberals were likelier to modify their speech and, quote, patronize minorities stereotyped as lower status and less competent. A.K.A. dumbed down speech. Well, they're being condescending. That means they talk down to people. (laughs) Dupree cautioned that although liberals might be, quote, well-intentioned, unquote, and, quote, see themselves as allies, unquote, they could be unwittingly contributing to racial division by dumbing down their language. In light of minorities understandably feeling marginalized, journalists, corporations, and politicians would be wise to heed the professor's warning. Instead, they are ignoring it. Now, this is a Yale professor, so I don't want to hear anything about, you know, oh, well... 
That doesn't make sense. You know, it's some, it's Fox News, fake newsing. Uh, one of the most notable examples of corporate, Ameri- uh, of corporate America and politicians changing how they speak to ingratiate themselves with minorities is the growing use of Lat- Latinx. Latinx. As a descriptor for Latinos, what began in the 2000s among activists has now gained currency among marketers, media personalities, and progressives. The intentions behind Latinx Latinx. Latinx. (laughs) may be benign, but as as the son of immigrants who grew up in the community of English-only ordinances, I am among the many Americans who consider it absurd Anglicization of the language that generations struggled to conserve. Yeah, conserve. Well, isn't isn't the whole point of Latinx to get rid of the gender pronoun or get rid of now, the I genderization? I see what you're trying to do here, sir. You're trying to uh, fire me up by making fun of my strictly newsworthy Babylon B articles <laughs> and trying to pronounce Latinx as Latinx. Latinx. Yeah. Progressives argue that what, Latinx? Yeah. <laughs> Fixes the gender nature of Spanish, right. which they maintain is at. unfair to women and excludes individuals who do not identify as male or female. Because you know why? Because you know what the bathroom is in Spanish? What? La basura. Thought, Wait, no, that's trash. I thought it was the baño. That's, no. El baño is male, so that's the... Sorry. See, I got that all wrong. I'm editing that. <laughs> so, in, uh, in Spanish, the bathroom is el baño, which is masculine. And but trash is la basura, which is feminine. So they're talking about females being trash, and males that use el baño are masculine because the bathrooms have urinals. So if I say I'm gonna smack you in the cabeza with my mano, mon, yeah, mano, that means I'm gonna hit you in the. But you're not using the proper gendered uh, language for Spanish. I don't know what it is. Uh, here, English is not grammatically gendered latinos is inclusive in both languages and substitutes like latin and hispanic can adequately describe the population that is latino and non-binary taken to its logical conclusion a push for gender neutral spanish nouns requires dismantling a language spoken by 700 or 572 million people across the world in my country an old debate my family escaped socialism oh no it's sorry it's a hyperlink based up um Yet some maintain that Spanish is insufficiently woke. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. I don't know what any of that is. <laughs> I'm glad you find this funny. Yeah, I don't even know what that was. That was Spanish. Yeah, I know it was Spanish. I don't know what the hell that clip he found, was. He found what we were talking about extremely okay. funny. Marketers are now targeting Latinx consumers, Latinx, and Senator Elizabeth Warren. Uh, wait, she's a Democrat? I, I can't believe it. She's not Latinx. Marked Hispanic. Yeah, she's one one hundred one thousand sixty eighth or something. Marked Hispanic Heritage Month by promising in English and Spanish to champion Latinx fam- families. Shouldn't you have said Latinx familias? Oh wait, you can't do that because that makes it feminine. So yeah, because it's familia instead of familio. I don't know. Yeah, just stupid. It's just stupid. Well, and that's the problem is is the Democrats and the left are known for being um, the Caucasians, Anglo background, are known for being white saviors um, and also being um, the they condescend to everybody. You mean they they talk down to? Because they think they're elites and they they actually have high regard for elite, you know, elite um, people. Whereas the the conservatives and the and the Republicans, yeah, there are some of the elites in those two, but they don't um, put them on a pedestal as if they're better than everybody else, and then they don't try to talk down to you know other communities or people people that are different than them. They just say, okay, you guys have your culture, we have ours. 
and we're just going to speak to you as we speak to people we know and our family. Um, you'll, you'll figure it out. And when you speak to me, I'll try to figure out what you're saying to me. Well, if, you, if you've got certain like a uh, catchphrase or not catchphrases, if you have certain um, idioms or you have certain, um, what did you just call me? Colloquialisms that you say in your culture. Hey, you can't use words like that. I can kind of figure it out. But here's the thing. When I'm talking to a, a black person, an Asian person, Hispanic person, and I say colloquialisms and they go, yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. They kind of they piece together what you're saying, or they go, "What's that?" And then I will explain it. I won't go colloquialism. So what that means is, I have a question. Mm -hmm. What is a colloquialism? Blah, well, blah, blah, blah. let me explain to you. A colloquialism is okay. Explain it like you're a liberal. Uh, it's 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 probably too advanced for you to understand. Let's just say it's something that's a little bit silly that you probably don't need to worry about. Okay, now explain it as a conservative. Colloquialism is like a uh, boy. It's actually a good word because it it says a lot in very little. But uh, it's um, a saying that puts together concepts, but in a with um, boy. Holy shit! I'm sitting there trying to think of the best way, the simplest way no, to explain it, that. You know, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a saying. It's a uh, a cultural saying that brings together concepts in a simple way based on where. Um, uh, holy shit. I'm not good at explaining this. No. You know how a real conservative would explain it? What? They go, it, yeah, it, it's too big a word for me. <laughs> can, you gone. can you explain it to me? Because I'm, I'm doing a shitty job of explaining it. I thought it was that. like a regional kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. It's regional and it's a, it's a way of explaining a concept, but boiling it down to like um, more like a like a regional language, like a, like a simplified, not simplified, but more... Like that dog won't hunt. Yeah, yeah, like a Holmesy kind of like yeah. style, like a like a more. It's more. Um, it's more artful, but it's more back home. We got yeah. a saying. Yeah, yeah. So it's artful, but it's got like that regional thing to it. Boy, holy shit, that's hard to explain. There's got to be a better way to explain that. Stop being so pedantic. God, I feel like an asshole now, don't I? Well, you kind of are an asshole. That wasn't a, that was kind of assholeish of me to to use that word and not be able to explain it simply. <laughs> But that's the nice thing about some words is they actually boil concepts and, and phrases down to simple and, and without having to explain it that way, I guess. But boy, if I can, if I say the word, I should be able to explain the word and I didn't do a very good job of it. So, okay. How about nomenclature? I'm a, I'm a jerk. Nomenclature. Explain that word. Nomenclature. It is, it is holy shit. You're putting me on the spot here. Other words for stuff. Yeah, pretty much. Juxtaposition. Oh, my God. You do it, son of a bitch. Place next to. Okay. To juxtapose? I guess. Yeah. Close enough. That's funny. It's like you use those words and you use them correctly and you, you convey the meaning in a sentence. And then if somebody tells you, well, what does that word mean? You have to sit there and go, well, fuck, I have to actually explain that word now. I used it correctly. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just think – I think uh, it's funny that what is the stereotype from the left of, you know, your average conservative? Redneck, stupid, talks like this. Or – Got like, a rebel or, flag or, in the or, back of his truck. Or elite rich, which is wrong because usually the elite rich are the leftists. But, but the stereotype is that you're a racist elite. Um, if you're conservative, you're a racist elite that looks down on minorities. But that's actually the liberals that are that. Well, statistically, most billionaires and the ultra-rich, most of the 1% is is liberal. Yeah. It's like 60%. But, they, you know, I kind of have a problem with, like, when when you – when they say you're being elite because you – like, uh, let's use Jennifer Lopez as, as an example. She She's always talking about Jenny down the I'm, – I'm Jenny, Jenny from the block. That's mm -hmm. her phrase. Because she never, she's not better than everybody else where she grew up. She she's still of the people, right? And they they people laugh at that and go, you know, you're not. You're a complete. You're uber rich. You have nothing to do with where you grew up or supposedly grew up. And those people are not anywhere in your sphere or in your bubble at this point. And that's true. But she earned it. I don't have a problem with that. But she shouldn't say, I'm I'm still Jenny from the block. No, you're not. You rose above that. You got out of that shit. And the reason people make money and work hard to move out of those shitty areas. White colonialism. is, Yeah, because of white colonialism. is because there are people in those 
ghetto neighborhoods or those shitty neighborhoods that How are never are never going to try harder, are never going to get past that, are never going to try to succeed, and they're going to try to bring everybody else down to their level because they resent them. So getting out of there is a good thing. And when they when you get out of there and you go, okay, I'm moving into an area since I make more money, an area that costs more, and that's going to keep these pieces of shit out. I'm, we're not saying everybody's a piece of shit that's in that situation. How oh, dare of, you? She's, you're giving me the Greta Thunberg look. How oh, dare you? But <laughs> but there's something to it where, okay, is that elitism? So let's yes. say if I started all of a sudden. No, I came across, trying I, to be better than anybody else is elitism. That's what the left tells me. Well, if I'm trying to get out of an area that's full of assholes. And by assholes, I mean people that have no motivation to do anything better for themselves, that that blame everybody else for their situation. Blighted areas. Yeah, blighted areas where there are pockets or there's parts that are good people that are trying to get out of it but can't for circumstances. But overall, they're in that situation because they deserve to be in that situation, a lot of people. I'm sending so much hate your way now. So if I move myself out of there into a better uh, area and then all of a sudden the city goes, well, you know, you don't deserve to live there by yourself. We need to subsidize to get people from lower income areas in there because they can't afford there and they deserve to live there. No, no, a lot of them don't deserve to live there because they haven't tried. They're, they're in that situation for a fucking reason. And, I'm, and I don't want to have to mingle with them because they're assholes. Now, yeah, granted, there's some good people in there that are trying to get out, but not not the majority. So Boy, what you're I saying is... A, I, you know what? Crow is an elitist. You don't want to help your fellow man, is what you're saying. No, I do. But you got to understand that some places are blighted or shitty because the con- they have a concentration of people that don't want to try to get out of that situation or don't want to further themselves or don't want to make their community better. And they're never going to be better and never going to make... And if you give them shit, it's not going to make them better. It's just going to make... They're just going to come go into your community and make your community worse. So, yeah, I guess I might have some elitism in me. Is that is that kind of definition of it? You know, they might say yes. The left might. I don't think so. Yeah. I, I think that's just wanting better for yourself. Yeah. If I meet if I meet somebody that's in a shitty like, you know, like let's say they're in an area of this, the city that's known as, you know, poverty central, basically, you know, people are barely scraping by and you meet somebody and they're like, yeah, my my motivation is to get out of here. It's like, well, why are you elitist? No, because you realize you this is not conductive to a good life. And you're going to try hard to get out of it. Now, if you just hand somebody something that didn't try to get out of it, you say, no, you get to, you get, to get out of this without even trying. What is that person going to do with that free gift of a nice place to live or mingling with, with people that actually worked hard? I actually saw an example of that years ago. Oprah had a show where this documentary filmmaker... Gave um, gave a homeless guy hundred thousand dollars cash, um, and they they vetted these guys. So they they actually went and interviewed people for um, psychological instability and tried to find someone who wasn't just gonna like go spend it on drugs. So they find this guy, <clears throat> they give him a hundred thousand dollars. One day he opens a suitcase and there it is. This is a guy who slept with a gun next to him and a knife and slept on the floor basically and had two beers for breakfast every morning. And so he wakes up one day and there's a suit and they told him this might happen, wakes up and there's a suitcase there and it's got a hundred thousand bucks in it. So what's the first thing he does? Goes out and buys a brand new truck, $38,000 truck. Yeah. Doesn't buy $12,000 used truck. Um, and this is about 15 years ago, I think, that I saw this. So um, doesn't do that. Um, winds up getting an apartment somewhere. Uh, doesn't work, you know, but he's got this apartment. He's got lights and buys himself a PlayStation. Of you course. Know? Um, and he, you know, of course, they start sending him bills. Well, he doesn't pay him because why should he? Now, he did give a, he did give a lot of money away to other people in his situation i mean give somebody 50 bucks or whatever and so they interview him after this and he says uh oh by the way at the end of it he's worse off than he was because he got married he and this woman he met ran up some bills and now uh now he's in debt yeah he's out of that apartment and he has debt and he's like i'm worse off than i was before you did this to me well you come to find out there's people in the audience going well, how did you just throw this money at this guy and expect him to, you know, survive? He doesn't know how to handle money. And they said, we made a financial planner available to him. Nice. An accountant. Um, 
sort of tax advising. So people and stuff advising like that. him. Um, a social worker and a lawyer. And Oprah looks at this guy and says, why didn't you use that? He goes, who are they to tell me what to do with my money? Perfect. Right there. Yep. So that's the attitude. Yeah. So um, this filmmaker is saying, listen, we did the best we could to find someone who was capable of handling this. And we did this little experiment to see what happened. And Oprah was just flummoxed. She was like, how is it? She goes, I'm, I'm still trying to understand this. I'm paraphrasing. I'm not using direct quotes. But how this money didn't make this guy's life better. And she and the filmmaker sort of had to come to the conclusion at the end of it that just giving people money wrecks their lives. They didn't earn it. They don't understand what it costs to accumulate $100,000. Yeah. You know? Well, I'm, I'm going a little beyond that. Well, hang on. And yeah. it does make me think of uh, these e – I think it's an E-Trade commercial. It's the guy with the little horn rim glasses and he's sitting in a living room talking to people and advising them and stuff. And this, this one couple is like – he says, all right, well, how much do you have saved up? And they go, ah, it's $242,000. And they say, I know. That's not a lot of money. He goes, dude, it's an awful lot of money. Yeah. They're like, well, I'm sure you deal with bigger clients. He goes, yeah, I do, but this is your money. You earned it. You worked for it. Those people know exactly what $242,000 is worth to them because they earned every fucking penny of it, you know? Well, that, and that guy who was given that money just fucked up his life. Well, that's why I get mad. Uh, we're in Minnesota or Minneapolis here, and they're talking about changing um, – the zoning rules basically so that now instead of having single family homes in certain neighborhoods, they've opened it up so that they can turn them into, or you can start building basically low income housing is what they've opened it up for. Yeah. And people go, well, that's, I don't want low income housing in my neighborhood. And immediately they put that fucking thing. Saying, well, you're racist then. It doesn't matter if you're Hispanic or black or whatever. If that's racist, you can't do that. You know, it, the irony of this whole thing though, right? What's that? These are Minneapolis and St. Paul voters. Almost all liberals. Yeah. So they're saying, yeah, I want that, but I don't want it in my Yeah, the liberals are area. saying this, that they yes. don't want it in their area. Um, but they're getting pushback saying, and here's the thing, it's not racist. Because I don't care. It's not my neighborhood having single family homes. I don't care what race the families are in, right. in, these, in these neighborhoods. Because if they can afford to live in these homes, they've... They haven't gotten subsidies to do this, they for the most part. Um, and if they can't keep paying the taxes and the mortgage and all that, they're going to have to sell their home. So they're the people in there that work hard for and appreciate what they have and are good neighbors generally. Now, if you start throwing in the whole um, Section 8 housing, which is government-paid housing, they don't – seriously, the majority of people that have those or, or have those programs – don't understand what it is to 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 work and not and try to keep your what you have and try to um you know contribute to your neighborhood or whatever they just they're there to basically suck from the tit of the government and the taxpayer so you're saying all these people are stupid i'm, I'm saying not all of them but i'm saying the majority of them are not going to contribute to your 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 neighborhood and make it a better place it's going to end up being a worse place Time and time again, you get these Section 8 housing. What happens? Crime goes up. God, you're so full of hate today. But it's not racial because if you go into certain demographic areas, you go into the white, quote unquote, white trash areas, that kind of shit happens too. If you got a majority white area and you got these trailer park you know, communities where there's, you know, meth heads and shit, it's like, I don't want to live there either. It's not about race. And But, but I mean, if you want to get specific, yeah, it is kind of an elitism. But sometimes a bit of elitism is good as long as you're understanding what it is. But the, if you're just um, taking advantage of the system, you're basically living off of envy. And you're going, I deserve that. Those fuckers don't deserve it. What did they do to get that? I deserve it. Well, what did you do to, to, to get what you think you deserve? Nothing, motherfucker. Well, if, if you think it's elitist to say that people in low-income housing didn't work for what they have – and you're living a solid middle class life. Yeah. It's not elitist to say that. And it's not not because you're middle class. It's because that's no different than having someone at work you feel doesn't do the work you do and gets paid about the same. Yeah. Yeah. 
If that's the case, and that's elitism too. Well, I mean, and I, then and then almost everybody's elitist, and elitism doesn't matter anymore. All right, as a middle class, let's say I'm in the um, sol- solidly in the middle class zone strata, but you wish. Um, but let's say I am. <laughs> I I don't so thirty think, years from now, but I don't think I don't think I deserve a membership to a country club. I don't think I deserve a membership to a private yacht club. I don't deserve a membership to a private plane field or an airfield for private planes. I don't deserve any of that. I didn't, I don't have either the talent or the drive and motivation, maybe sometimes luck to have the money to afford, to have those things and to be part of that lifestyle. I don't have it. Why do I deserve that? I don't. But you do hate all of those people, don't I you? I don't. I yes, I, you do. I, I can aspire, see it in your face. I aspire. If I don't aspire to it, if I, I look at, it, I go, good for them. I do, and I'm like, if I could, if I could have that motivation or luck, you know, combination of motivation, luck, and drive, and intelligence, whatever talent, I would, I would be there. I'd be, I'd have that. I'd be, I have a jet in that airfield. I'd have the yacht or whatever part of the yacht club, and I would have fun with it. And I wouldn't think that. Um, well, I wouldn't feel guilty about it. And I don't think they should. And I don't feel envious of them either. But the problem is people that are not in the middle class, that are in the lower class thing, look at those fuckers. They don't deserve that. You don't – I'm trying to troll you, but I'm doing a poor job. But let me ask you this. Seriously, devil's advocate. And knowing you, I think almost everything you said is true. But you're not envious at all? No. Really? Nope. Somebody's got a private jet? The only thing I would be envious of probably is that if I knew the circumstances that they really legitimately – didn't earn it or didn't deserve it. Okay. Like, like, like and I, I shouldn't say deserve, but they didn't, or like, let's say you just were born into it. I would yeah. be slightly envious of that person, but I wouldn't, I'd still think, well, their parents or whatever earned that. Right. And they have the right to pass that on to their children, whether or not they have the talent or the drive and motivation, they deserve that because their parents worked hard for it. Yeah. So even if you have that little smidgen of envy, you go, yeah, but that's not right. I shouldn't have that. So you're rational enough to see, but you know that, yeah, no, I, I, I can sit there and go, fuck them. But then I can go, no, fuck me. <laughs> well, and Adam Kroll has mentioned this before. He says, when he was a kid, you'd see somebody drive by in a, in a Cadillac and you'd be like, that's a nice car. Good for that guy. I want a Cadillac someday. Yeah. And now people see it and say, he shouldn't have that. Yeah. Why can't I have that? Yeah. I'm sure he doesn't deserve that. And that's what it comes. Deserves got nothing to do with it. That's that line from Unforgiven. Yeah, but it's no deserve has everything to do with it. What you worked hard for, you get to have. And that's why that Gordon Gecko speech from Wall Street about greed, greed is good. Mm -hmm. It's an almost perfect speech. And I know greed is one of the seven deadly sins, whatever. And I don't necessarily disagree. Anything to excess is bad. But a little bit of greed is good. A little bit of pride is good. Greed, greed eliminates racism, and all of these other things. It really does. Because you can no longer, um, you know, if, if, again, I've used this example many times. If you've got a black person, a white person, assume a white guy hiring somebody has a white applicant and fill in whatever you want that's not white. You know, black, white, female, straight, gay, whatever. Um, And if that second person that you filled in is more qualified greed if it over it overrides everything else and says well i don't like the negroes or the gays or you know women in general but that person's going to make me more money at that point you have to choose and if you're greedy you choose the person who's going to make you more money okay i'm going to try to trip you up with that all right let's say you're in an area where the demographics are 50-50. So 50% Asian, 50% Hispanic, all right? Okay. That's like there's no other races, just Asian, Hispanic. And the Asian people are doing great. They're gangbusters. They've got all the property. They've got all the businesses. They're, they're living the good life. They've got the yachts. And all the Hispanic people are doing the menial labor. They're cleaning toilets and houses and all that and, mm-hmm. you know, picking fruit and all that. And they're, they're not doing what they need to do, the Hispanic community, to get into that position where they can have yachts and have the great life and the, and the rich life. But it's all fair that nothing's stacked against them. 
but they just seem not to be demographically. That demographic is they're not doing as well as the Asians. Is there, I mean, is that okay? Are you fine with that? Yeah, you get what you earn. You eat what you, you kill. Do you, do you think maybe, though, that maybe the Asians are using their, um, you know, some sort of um, trick in order to keep the Hispanics down at that point? And maybe they just know something that the Hispanics don't know in order. And then so they're keeping the foot on the Hispanics neck at this point because they've built up all this power and they've got that animus towards Hispanics now. And that we should try to f- try to bring the Hispanics up to the level of the of the Asians in order to make it equal because there's something even though you don't know what it is, it's this kind of certain something, a je ne sais quoi, that is keeping... What's that mean? A certain something that you can't explain. Uh, that's keeping the Hispanics not succeeding, but the his, the they should be equal because human beings are human beings. But why are the Asians doing so much better? It must be either cultural or it must be something that the Asians are doing to keep the Hispanics down. Now, I'm saying Asians and Hispanics because I don't want to go black, white, or whatever. Yeah. But... Do you all of a sudden go, well, I don't know specifically why it's the situation is, but I'm going to assume that since the Asians are doing so much better, that they are keeping the Hispanics from reaching potential. And I would say that makes you a racist. Okay. That's what I, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Do you know why? No. Because, okay, first of all, can you say that? And one, we can flip this around, Hispanic right. being the, you're right, and Asians being the ones that are doing, the, I mean, I just... I should have probably done it the other way around. Can you say that one race in that in that situation can oppress an entire other race? Yeah, I mean apartheid. You know, you can. We even mentioned the Hutus and the Tutsis mm-hmm. in uh, yep. Rwanda. I mean, ten percent was suppressing the other ninety kind of thing. Um, that can happen. So I'm not I'm not ignoring that. However, you're first of all you're talking about fifty fifty. Mm-hmm. So it's one for one for every Asian. There's a Hispanic. Yes. Okay. A Latinx. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. Um, if you believe that the 50% can keep the other 50% down 100% of the time, if you really believe that, then you have to believe that the 50% on top are uh, superior in everything. Are actually superior. Because they can't, they can't keep them all down. Yeah. It's, you can't do it. I mean, at some point, there's somebody, and and maybe someone will argue. I mean, people could say yes, the Asians are definitely keeping them down. That certainly could be to a degree, okay. But there's gonna be somebody, some rock star in that Hispanic community, who can work hard and break out of that. And if you're, and it may be harder for them, get because they got to break into the sort of Asian business community and they're more insular. I'm just guessing. I'm not saying Asians are like that, but in this example, so it may be harder, but the truth is capitalism or what people call greed many times always wins. So let's say the Asians own all of the businesses and the uh, Latinos just work for them. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to be stereotypical here and say the Asian guy has a a car salon. As a car business. Oh, okay. no. As a car business. <laughs> Laundromat. And all of the people who work for him are Hispanic. So there's 10 mechanics there. At one point, one of these mechanics statistically has got to be like, I bet I could do this on my own. Scrapes together some money, pulls a couple of the other guys aside and says, hey, come work for me. We're going to do this. Well, what business are they going to get right away? If you really, If you're making the case that this is all insular – that the Asians are keeping the Hispanics down, where are the Hispanics going to go to get their car fixed? Well, they go to the Hispanics. Hispanic guy who just yeah. opened his shop, yeah. right? So he's got a huge chunk of business. That's racist. No, that's absolutely it, – it's true. If you – your premise in if this I question – If I just the white guys to fix no, my car, I'd be racist. If No, but your premise in this is that the Asians are keep. I mean, you're just yeah, – you're I'm asking just, the question. I'm being a jerk. No, no, no. You're asking a legitimate question. If it's like this, are the Asians keeping the Hispanics down? Okay, let's say they are. And the one Hispanic guy manages to open a shop. Well, doesn't that mean that all the Hispanic people then go to him? You're saying these these are race clubs, right? So the Hispanic guys are no longer going to go to the uh, Asian guy to get their car fixed. They're going to go to the Hispanic guy. So he's got a bunch of business right there. Why not? Because what the, I'm going to take the uh, devil's advocate liberal side of this. 
I'm going to go, the Asians have built up the system to be advantageous to the Asians and to hurt the Hispanics. So if the Hispanic tries to compete with the Asians, the system is set up so that there would be all kinds of regulations, there would be all kinds of stipulations, there would be zoning, there would be all kinds of things that would keep them from being able to succeed that are advantageous to the Asians. No, see, now now you're just making stuff up. But that's what the liberals say. No, but what I'm saying is I need some facts here. Now, they may be able to use government power to hassle this guy, but at some point, he's going to be able to open his shop somewhere, okay? They can't stop him all the time. You can claim there's systematic racism, but... Yeah, that's the, that's the, that's that's, the argument. That's fine, okay? I, and I'm not going to disagree with that premise. I'm just I'm going to accept it. Let's say there's systematic racism. He wanted to open his place that would not only get him Hispanic business, but he wanted to get the Asian business too because he's going to offer cheaper repairs on cars because capitalism wins you know so now the asian people have to say well wait a second that guy's cheaper by 10 percent. maybe i want to try him but let's just go with your premise that that they're going to make it so that it can't be cheaper because the regulations will make it so right. that he has to charge more because osha and all that will well, step no, in and say you know you have no, to have a, a, no, a handicap bathroom no nope, you, you don't can't. have that you can't have this business no you can't do that because that has to apply to the asian guys too they may be able to use the power of They've government. They've got the money established already to be able to comply. No, they, they can, can drive them out of business. They can wait them out. Oh no, I I know I'm what you're saying. Devil to no, and I'm I'm fine. Keep bringing these because I can keep knocking them down. Okay. They can make it tough for him to build a place. They can make it expensive. They can make it uh, uh, tougher for him. I mean, they can they can inspect him more and everything. But the the truth is that doesn't exist anywhere in this country where they can just lock you out. At some point, you get to start, right? If that was the case, we would have, we wouldn't have any of these Hispanic little taquerias popping up everywhere, right? Right. Um, so once that guy starts, if these races, like you say, are insular and stick to each other, the only reason they get along is because the Asians have the money to pay the Latinos and they need the money to survive. Well, now you got a guy who broke out on his own. And he's going to get all this other business. Now, suddenly he's going to have more business than he knows what to deal with, right? Because he's one place and all of these Hispanic guys are going to come to him, right? Even if they even if they have to wait longer to get their car fixed right. because this is one of theirs. And again, this is your premise that, you know, mm-hmm. it's a race thing. Yeah. So it cuts both ways. So that guy has more business than he knows what to do with. Well, now what does he start doing? He starts hiring more mechanics. And he's making a little more money, so maybe he opens a little bigger shop, you know? Well, who's he taking the labor from? Right. The Asian guys. So now the Asian guys have to start fixing cars, and guess what? They're not good at it. Or paying a shitload yeah. to get the mechanics. Yeah. Yeah. It's good for everybody. Mm-hmm. Capitalism doesn't care about your race. So in America, as it stands right now, if you look at the... At the um, income gap and the achievement gap and all that kind of shit that they spout. Obviously there's demographics, racial demographics, that achievement gap and demographic money gap. And the, even the uh, um, learning gap is, is, is obvious and blatant. What do you attribute that to? Uh, I have a great one for that. Let's do some would you rathers. Ah. And then I am going to give you a case for reparations. All right. All right. All right. We're ready to go here. Well, I found my previously misplaced 3,000 Would You Rather questions book. So let's go with the next one. Fire away. Uh, would you... Oh, boy. You're going to think this is dumb. Would you rather be attacked by a flock of seagulls or try and outrun a stampede of horses? Uh flock of seagulls because... That band is a bunch of punks. I mean, you see the haircuts on those guys? I could, I could take them out easily. I don't. I'm not old enough to even know what the reference. Yeah, you are. I don't. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yep. I'm all about blink. Something. One eighty two. That's just because I just a, outed myself as a. That's uh, just because they have a porn star on their uh, uh, on their album cover. Um. Well, yeah, a flock of seagulls I could handle. Stampede of horses would would literally kill you if they trampled you. 
Yeah, the seagulls go for the eyes, though. That's the tough part. Would you rather walk a tightrope 100 feet in the air with no net or be shot out of a human cannon and try to hit the net? I know. I've got to. I'll answer this right away. Cannon. Yeah, I, I got to. I, I want somebody else doing the math, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mathematician doing <laughs> At that. least for a second, if it was going horribly wrong with the cannon thing, I'd be like, this is cool. Or if, oh, or if shit. you get like a, like a 175-pound dummy to do the <laughs> test flight first. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, um, would you rather throw out a pitch at the World Series or sing the national anthem at the Super Bowl? Oh, God, I would love to throw out a pitch. I'd be so fucking nervous that I would throw that ball like an idiot. Well, I've seen you throw. Well, yeah. I mean, I got a bad shoulder. My rotator cuff. You throw like a girl. Yeah, it's, it's the rotator cuff. Yeah. That's the problem. It's, it? it's not It's not that I throw like a girl. It's, it's your flouncy-ass it's my, wrist. It's my injury. It's my injury. <laughs> I've had since I've been a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> your injury to your hormonal area. I would sing the national anthem, and i do a good job of it. Uh, one of those facts. One of those things is true. <laughs> uh, would you rather your friend yell at you? Or ignore you when they're mad at you. Who's doing the yelling? Your friend. Would you rather your friend yell at you or ignore you when they're mad? <sighs> well, first I'd, of I'd all, I'd rather have them yell at me. I've met few people who can yell louder than Sparrowhawk. <laughs> yeah. So Sparrowhawk and I were show, friends. Yeah. I would not want him yelling at me. Yeah, but you know what? If you deserve it and you take it, and you're like, yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, Did you get I it just... out of your system. All right, now let's talk. Yeah, but have, but have someone I don't ignore know. you? I don't like that. That's well, it depends on for how long. Uh, yeah, there's too many stipulations, I guess. Here, right? I think in general, I, you know what? Since I'm a guy, I would rather have him ignore me because generally that blows over for a short amount of time. You know, you don't talk to each other for a couple of days, and it's like, all right, we're good. One more. One more. This we actually might do one after this because I don't. I actually don't get it. Would you rather visit Wakanda? Or Zamunda. I don't know what Zamunda is. Zamunda. Look up Zamunda. Z-A-M-U-N-D-A. That sounds familiar. But How about Shangri-La? Is that what that is? Zamunda. Now, Wakanda from the movies, I wouldn't want to visit because I'm white. Oh, Zamunda is the coming to America place. Okay. <laughs> I'd say Zamunda. Zamunda because I remember. I remember now exactly. But here's the thing. Wakanda, they don't like white people. Remember uh, Martin... Um, yeah, they don't. What's his name? Yep. Uh, what's the actor's name? I can't remember. Something Martin. One of the hobbits. But yeah, but he, he went there and they treated him like absolute shit. Now, the only person that treated him well was um, Black Panther, was uh, T'Challa. Yeah. Because he saved T'Challa's life, basically. Yeah. But everybody else was like, fuck this white dude. <laughs> so, no, I don't want to go to I don't want to go to Wakanda. Zamunda. I mean, there's, Zamunda. there's one scene in there just for that alone. Yeah. So that. All right. One more. Is that good? Yeah, one more. All right. Holy crap, that's a long one. Would you rather a live camera follow you around for a week and the world sees everything in real time as recorded or make a YouTube video confessing bad things you've done and apologizing to everyone you've ever hurt? Yeah, see, neither one of those because, one, if you follow me around with a camera for a week, it's going to be really boring. I mean really boring. Now, you can't hide anything. Every single thing you do. That's fine. Now, maybe they don't record from the waist down, but they record everything you're doing, even though they don't show from the waist down. So, like, if you're taking a leak, you're you're sitting on the toilet, squatting the toilet, they got your facial expressions, right? Yeah. Like, they're just a camera right in the face, and you're grunting. I I get it. You know, let's say you have a bout of explosive diarrhea. You can't can't say no, but let's edit that out. Now, you 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 get the urge. You get the urge. You're feeling you're feeling your oats. You're like, I gotta look at some porn. <laughs> Can you just hold out for a week? <laughs> <laughs> you mean you mean you need to self gratify? Right. Okay. Well, like I said, no one wants to see that either. Yeah. But they just see your face. Even <laughs> 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 the waist down. You're just like trying to keep a straight face. Like, oh, there's TV here. Nothing, nothing happened. What if you were and you just had like a happy smiley go lucky or happy go lucky look on your face, like, you know. Like you're riding a bike, looking around. <laughs> no, for right now, if somebody followed me around, it would be a lot of me getting up too early to try and run on a treadmill and almost throw up. Okay. Sitting in front of a computer at work all day, telling my kids to shut up for two hours, and then playing Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption 2 until I'm too tired. Yeah, so it's, you're saying boring. It's boring. Yeah. It would be boring. 
if you want me to get on YouTube and make a video confessing to terrible things I've done, listen, I haven't done anything terrible and I'm not being facetious. I really haven't. Yeah. I don't know if I didn't think so much as terrible, but embarrassing things I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to. Tell this. I, I'd go with the with the what did it say for a week? Yeah, I'd go with a video for a week. I could handle that. Yeah, even taking a weird dump. I probably. <laughs> Why just, are you fixated on weird be, dumps? Be, because that would be the most embarrassing part. I think. Because you'd sit there and they'd hear you go <laughs> plop. <laughs> you'd be like, "That's embarrassing." The worst part is you don't use toilet paper. You just kind of fling poo no, like I, a monkey. I, I, no, I do it like the Middle Easterns do. I use sand. I have a bucket of sand. Cut it out. I wipe and then I stick my hand in sand. Why are you so full of hate? I'm full of hate. <laughs> All um, right. Case for reparations. I was actually surprised to hear this. Now, you had asked, what do you do about like the educational inequality? Mm-hmm. Kind of hinted at that. I was surprised to find out. Well, first of all, my my argument against reparations has always been, who do you take it out on? You know? So as a white person, do I have to pay in when my family wasn't here during slavery? And a lot of times I've heard, well, no, 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 you still benefited, so you have to pay something. It's just, it's stupid. It's too cumbersome. It doesn't work. Not that's every- the sins of your father are. Yeah. Not everybody starts in the same place. Yeah. Okay. So that's ridiculous. However, I did find out the other day, I was surprised to hear this, that, you know, the GI Bill, was not extended to black soldiers. So white guys coming back from war got to go to college on the GI Bill, but black guys didn't. Right. I'm failing to see the problem here. I'm just, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the look I got I was like, are you fucking kidding? What the fuck is with you today? I, was just, I just wanted to get that look from you. All right. I'll give it to you again. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Jesus. Um, so anyway... I don't see why we shouldn't be able to go back and find the families of people who served. And that's actually not a bad idea. I think that would be great. And just say, look, you can go to college, pick a college. And you know what? If you want to be even more, and I know this is kind of over the top, but if you want to make it even more, I'm using air quotes, fair. I don't really mean fair, but to appease the, you know, that side of it, say, uh, will reimburse any historic black college 120% of the tuition or something like that. So that's, that's, that's actually an argument I would consider. I would go for that in a heartbeat. Yeah. If we could say, you know what, we'll do that in the reparations arguments over. Cool. Yeah, Done. Yeah. Do I, it. I, you know, actually, I, you know, I don't have a problem talking about that. I don't roll my eyes immediately when you say something like that. I go, hmm, let's, let's discuss. Yeah, I, I don't see why we shouldn't yeah. be able to do that. We're already providing aid for these you know, uh, for college fees. Let's talk the Irish that way, too. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Are you going to do that to me? No, I I think I think that would be fair. I think most people would view that as fair. Don't you think? Yeah, especially if you figure out all the fucking waste we, you know, the waste and fraud and all that bullshit and figure out and, and put that money towards that. Just... So that we can get it out of the way and get it over with and be done with this argument, I'd be yeah. happy to do it. Yeah. And say, okay, we're doing this. In the future, no more fucking bullshit. No more talking about this fucking um, you know, sins of the father bullshit. We're done. Right. Yeah. So if we just set and even make it a little bigger. So if they say, hey, uh, grandpa didn't get to go to college, so his two kids probably didn't get to go to college. So... You know, if he'd have gone, maybe they would have benefited. Fine. You know, it's two generations ago. So it's not going to be that much more to add. But you, you know what the problem is, what the liberals would say to that? No, you're not, not enough. Going, you're not going back far enough. Yeah, it's not. So, it's yeah, not it's not far enough. So we're talking about the original sin now. We're talking about. Yeah, slavery. shut up. Nope, shut up. You're ruining it. You're ruining it. But that's what the it liberals was, would do. Nope, it was going to work. It was going to work. But you're that, fucking it up. It's not going to work because of that. I don't Because care. of that attitude. And what we need is a politician on the right who goes, that's the fucking deal. Do you want it or not? Yeah. Because there are going to be liberals, like you said, who go, it's not far enough. And there are going to be other ones who go, whoa, hold on a second. That's pretty good. But then if you go back that far, then the argument is, well, you know, there was slavery. And he's like, yeah, but we ended slavery. We stopped. And, and yeah, we white fought pe- a war. White people were a huge part of that. Yeah, white people died. So why should they? It. Why should their family have to pay for that when they're the ones that actually nope. got that system to stop? I get it, but this is the Ronald Reagan half a loaf thing, right? At some point, we have to come to a deal. 
I think the deal, I honestly, the deal I want to come to is say, bygones, we're done. We're not. We're starting fresh. We're not going to talk about fucking uh, the sins of the past. We're going to start right now and work on the future. And we're not going to reference the fucking sins of the past. Because if we reference sins of the past and sins of the fathers, we're going to reference all the, you know, the heroic or the good things that, that they did too. And it's just going to become a muddy mess. Now, I look at this like, look. You know, we got two sides that disagree on this. This has been an issue for, this has been talked about for a hundred years. You know, the 40 acres and a mule thing. Yeah. More than a hundred years, 150 years. Let's just, let's just put this thing to bed and we'll make a deal and it's not great for everybody. And maybe you can even say, look, we'll take your 40 acres and a mule, whatever that would have been then, you know, and figure it out from there. We'll figure something out. In that case, you can at least say, hey, the government lied to them, you know, so something. And a deal is something both sides are going to have problems with. But it's over. It's done. We shake hands and we quit. Okay. And we can stop spending all this energy on this. And for people on the right who say, well, that shouldn't have to be like, we shouldn't have to do this. I would say, but Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson have to go away now. And people might go, yeah, okay, that's a good deal. Yeah, I mean they lose they lose a lot it's of power. It's worth there. talking about. I would love to see, love to see, Trump propose something like this. Because if he does, how the hell are the Jesse Jacksons and all them of the world going to come out and say the guy hates black people? Here's the problem: this something like this compromise or this this deal should have been worked out years ago. Should have and didn't. The fact that it wasn't and didn't the there's there's people that are like there's white people that have been the um they've been the um they've gotten the raw end of a stick based on that so you've got um um affirmative action and you've got for college and asians you know yep so affirmative action in college is a good example so so the the t- tides have turned where there are people that are getting shit on based on their race right. in order to right a wrong from the past. You right. Know, kind of. And they're saying, well, I already paid. I'm done. I, my family paid. I didn't get into college. My family didn't get into college because somebody that didn't get better grades, didn't, didn't work as hard. me, didn't have the, I get it. The GPA, they got it. So now all of a sudden I have to pay more, but then Fuck I would, you. then I would use your argument and say, well, bygones. Okay. Look, at some point you have to make a deal. It's like when they make the drinking age, right? And they say, as of this date, bang. Well, there's somebody who goes, just made it. And there's other people who go, I was going to be 21, 19, whatever, in a week. Yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah. You can't make we it work. We just need for to you. agree that we need to do something and be done with it and move on. Yes. All right. I, I, I actually would be willing to talk about that. Because Washington loves to just spin these things and go, over and go, and go. And there's going to be people that, are, that it would be unfair to. But- you can't please everybody. You can't fix everything for everybody. Right. It's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. And but people we can try go. To, we can try to be like as fair as possible without without getting getting into the nitty gritty and going, well, it's impossible. We can't make it fair for everybody, so we can't do it. And people go, well, what about me? It didn't work for me because, you know, what? Tough. Yeah. You're the, you're it's the a deal we worked out. Sorry. But move on. That's what you get. I would love that, I guess. I, I think it's a great idea. If that happened and everybody finally agreed to move on. We'd be it'd be a pretty interesting okay. So journey here's, from here here's my it. proposal. So when somebody steals it, I get credit. Just like hashtag let they play, let they play, let they play. Um, the deal is if you had a relative who served un- under the terms of the GI Bill, that a white person would get the GI Bill for, and your family didn't. Whoever can or would have gone to college since then. Gets to go, just like the GI Bill did. I can't remember what the GI Bill paid, if it paid for the entire thing or whatever. They get that paid for, right? And if it's a, and just the kicker to throw it over the top and make it work for the Jesse Jacksons of the world, you say, and if they go to a historic black college and the tuition is 40000 bucks, the historic black college gets $48,000. Boom. Hmm. You, because at that point, and this is what I think Trump is fantastic at, he throws those kinds of deals out there that are good enough to make most people go, well, I think you may have something here. And now someone like Jesse Jackson or Al Sharpton to fight against this has to say, 
yeah, I don't want that deal. Yeah. And there are going to be people who normally would agree with them and go, whoa, wait a second here, Jesse and Al. Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought up Trump because we're in dangerous, dangerously close to ending this episode without talking about Trump. And there's so much to talk about Trump. <laughs> yeah. I just don't want to talk about impeachment. Well, it's so stupid. Yeah, but I, I didn't want to talk about impeachment, but I did want to talk about uh, El Big Dot, Daddy getting killed and the yeah. bullshit with that. But we just we ran out of time on this. Yeah. So He's dead. It's more Trump derangement syndrome bullshit with the media. Well, and the thing people forget is they got the number two guy like hours later. Yeah. <laughs> what are yeah. you thinking if you're the number three guy? Like, no, I don't want to do this. Yeah. I'm not stepping up to the plate here. Yeah. I'm not on deck here for this. A um, couple things before we go. Uh, we have talked about this before about, and Crow doesn't know I'm throwing this out there, but he and I have talked about this. We're talking about putting some of our clips on YouTube, but we don't want to necessarily do it with our faces on there. Uh, if anybody's seen Bearing, uh, Bearing's YouTube channel, he has a animated bear. animated bear. If there's anybody out there who can draw and wants to do a rooster and a crow with a couple of different uh, Expression. uh, facial expressions, like the look I give crow when he says half the stuff he says, you know, that sort of thing. We'd love, what you talking about, Willis? We'd love to see that stuff. We're also willing to pay for it. Uh, secondly, again, um, uh, if you guys can – like and share this podcast. That would be awesome. It helps us spread our message. And um, so if you like it, comment, share, rate us on iTunes. If everybody's got one friend that doesn't listen that they could get to listen to, hey, have them give it a try. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us or in contact with us, it's. I will be the greatest president that God ever created. That's not what it is. <laughs> it's. it's it's crow at breadandcircusespodcast.com or rooster at breadandcircusespodcast.com. And we are on Facebook at Bread and Circuses Podcast. See you, bye.